Hi, welcome to BL Context Podcast. My name is Ramesh and I'm going to be talking about what the budget has to say about green initiatives generally. Now, in my opinion, this budget is a little chlorophyll deficient. It's not green enough. One might always say that uh, not everything has to be brought through the budget itself and that's a very valid argument. But if you are looking at this budget per se, uh, it doesn't have very great things for uh, the green sector in general. However, there are a few references and we'll look at uh, some of them one by one. Now, there are about four or five references to uh, clean initiate, green initiatives and climate action. Uh, the big one is, of course, the very well-expected hike in the outlay for the PLI scheme for solar module manufacture. Uh, as many people may remember, when uh, this was announced uh, sometime back last year, uh, the government had given an allocation of 4,500 crores on the basis of which they kept tender out for bids and then the bids came for a whopping 58 gigawatts or something, around 58 gigawatts. So the government had even then thought it fit to uh, increase the allocation so that they could accommodate more players, give more incentives to players or incentives to more players for setting up a solar manufacturing plant. So they had then said that uh, that allocation would be, outlay would be hiked from 4,500 crores to 24,000 crores and a formal announcement about that was made by the finance minister today. So anyway, that was something well expected and that has happened. That apart, there is uh, there are some references to a new scheme, new policy for uh, battery swapping, which is very welcome again because uh, all these oil marketing companies, IOC primarily and BPCL, HPCL and all other people, they all have plans for setting up uh, EV charging stations at their retail outlets. Uh, and uh, you would have an EV charging station, you could have a battery swapping station. Uh, if you have battery swapping stations, the vehicles won't have to stand there for a long time. So that's also a good idea. Uh, therefore, uh, the the scheme that is that is was mentioned today for this battery swapping is a very welcome scheme however it is still in the making okay we don't know what the scheme is so when it comes we will be able to uh, take a proper view about that but at the moment it's only a reference to that and then uh, the finance minister has also spoken about uh, about and uh, uh, bringing in energy efficiency in buildings uh, via the esco model esco model you see as many people may know Esco model is where a company comes in and does something and uh, the, the building, the people who are the owners of the building, the electricity bill comes down and they pay this service provider out of the savings. So the capital expenditure is put in first by the service provider, the ESCO, and that company gets paid over time, over a period of time from the savings that happen on account of the, because of the measures that they have taken. You know, this has not quite taken off, although it's been talked about for ages, not taken off because uh, it leads to a lot of disputes um, because the ESCO will say, look, I have done this and therefore you have saved so much. But the building owner said, no, no, this is not due to what you did, but something else. So there have been lots of problems. ESCO have not really taken off in this country. Uh, now the finance minister has spoken about, you know, bringing in a protocol for common measurement uh, and verification and so on and so forth. And if such a protocol happens, 
this, there are already many ESCOs in existence. Bosch and so, so many other people have set up their ESCOs. One good example is a very highly successful um, public sector company, EESL, that does an ESCO model that is, uh, although that is not so much on buildings, it's on LED and uh, other appliances. Uh, if you take, take that out, there are so many dozens of ESCOs in the country uh, which have not really got into this business because of all, all these problems. And the finance minister today has spoken about bringing in a protocol, uh, a broadly a set of rules. Yeah, and if you function on the basis of those rules, you will be able to properly measure uh, the benefits that have arisen out of the ESCO's efforts. And then energy efficiency in buildings will, will really could, has the potential to take off. This is a good measure, but once again, we'll have to wait and see what exactly, how this exactly pans out, what exactly it is. So at the moment, it is just an announcement. And then there's this announcement about this uh, green bonds. This again, as many people may remember, was made, uh, a similar announcement was made uh, by the same finance minister a uh, couple of years back, uh, but uh, that didn't really take off. Although she did say that the government of India would come out with the sovereign green bond issue, that is a government of India. Lots of Indian companies have gone in for green bonds, but the government itself on its own has not done that. And a couple of years back, she did say that the government would do so. Uh, it uh, created a mixed response from the market. Some people said it would work. Some people, many people said it wouldn't and then it went nowhere. The idea really went nowhere. And now, since she has revived that idea, it looks like they have thought this through and this time they want to be a little serious about it. Now, how beneficial is a green bond going to be? Again, we'll have to think about it because green bonds per se don't really offer or you cannot bet on the green bonds offering you a an interest rate advantage. It might. See, interest rate depends upon so many things. It depends upon the credit worthiness of the borrower, it depends upon the global economy, it depends upon the timing uh, and so on and so forth. So there is no assurance that if you go in for a green bond, the interest rate will be lower and therefore you will be able to save it. So that advantage is not assured. However, the other advantage indeed is that uh, when the government goes abroad and borrows money, to that extent, it does not borrow from the Indian market and to that extent, the money is available for Indian borrowers. And if more money is available for a set of borrowers, for a certain supply, then the rates will come down or at least not go up. That's the idea. It's broadly a good idea. And I have spoken to uh, Mr. Sean Kidney, uh, who's the, his name is Sean Kidney. He, he's, uh, he set up uh, a company, an outfit, a non-profit He's the CEO and founder of uh, a body called Climate Bonds Initiative, whose objective is to mobilize funds, finance for uh, climate action activities. Now, he was all in praise of this announcement. He does want India to come out with a rupee, international issue of a rupee bond. And he said that would really open up for other Indian players to go and borrow from abroad. So that many experts have said it's a good initiative also. So we'll again have to see what the finance minister does on that. And then finally, there is some reference to, there is, there is a, not some reference, there is a reference to um, pushing uh, blended fuels. Because from October 1st, 2022, uh, if you are buying unblended fuel, you will pay rupees 2 per litre more. To that extent, people will ask for blended fuels and therefore, Oil companies like IOCBPCL 
will blend methanol, ethanol, whatever they at the moment it is more methanol and they could bring in a an assortment of blended fuels and that will really push uh, uh, the fuel economy in the direction of in the green direction. So broadly these are the things uh, but uh, why I say that this budget is lacking the green touches that uh, none of these is really a you know, big bang major announcement that will immediately deliver results. For example, the budget could have very easily done something like giving a, a major thrust with the financial backing to this is really the crying need of the hour to the manufacture of electrolyzers for hydrogen. Today, a number of companies, mainly public sector companies, have called for, tendered out for hydrogen. That means they want other people to come, companies to come and set up hydrogen manufacture plants and they would buy the hydrogen. IOC, BBC, LNTPC, Gale, they have all made these announcements. And if you don't have an electrolyzer manufacturing capacity within the country, all these companies who people who have bid for this who win the bids will, will only have to buy electrolyzers from abroad bring them here produce only hydrogen i mean you are not having electrolyzer manufacturing capacity here you are engineering you are helping manufacture these capacities outside instead of which today you have a major advantage because really no country has a big head start over india in electrolyzer manufacturers there, are, there may be a few a handful of companies uh, which are into this and Indian companies can very easily, very quickly get onto that. And if you have a robust incentive scheme for electrolyzer manufacturing in India, those companies themselves will come and set up plant here. That is a very big opportunity that was missed in this budget. Uh, one has to very sadly note that and some kind of incentivizing for electrolyzers for green hydrogen or some some incentives for research into uh, equipment for manufacturing green hydrogen was very much expected by experts in this market that does not happen so on the overall well yes there is something about green some talk about green some something about clean tech but not enough thank you very much